Hello there and welcome to this episode 32 of the Gareth Boot Podcast and this will be the last podcast of 2020 as well so uh, I thought I'd do a bit of talking about this time of year, reflection, planning for the future um, but anyway before we get into that I hope you're well anyway, I hope you've had a, a nice Christmas, um, a little bit different this year, much quieter certainly in our households, I'm sure it will have been for many people in the UK, in fact worldwide full stop, it has been a very different year. But there is a time, I think, at the end of every year where it, it is useful to reflect on, on what we have been through, what we have learned, what we've experienced. And certainly this time now, this kind of, I'm recording this on the 29th, this kind of time between Christmas and New Year, Twixmas, some people call it, is always for me a very reflective time. And I always start to look ahead to, you know, what next year might be looking like. And, and I start to make kind of very loose plans. So we're going to talk today about those plans and I'm also going to talk to you about why I believe New Year's resolutions are not the strongest thing uh, for, for change. If you if you want to change in your life, having a New Year's resolution I think has got limitations and I'm going to talk about why. And I want to talk about also why we do need some time to reflect because when you want to change something in your life, I don't care what it is personally or professionally, it requires two things. It requires you to kind of there needs to be two points of reference. There needs to be a point of reference to where you are and a point of reference to where you want to be. And we only ever change things because we're not happy with them. You know, if we're happy with something, we tend to try to keep doing that thing more. So if you're happy with something, you wouldn't change it. But if you're not happy with something, then it's appropriate to change it. And that, that for me, is, is a very positive thing. You know, to stay in a place that you're unhappy with or isn't working for you makes no sense at all. So to attempt to move out of that into something that's more fulfilling, more positive, um, more resourceful, whatever it might be, moving from where you are unhappy to where you would be, you feel you'll be happier is something that I think we, we have to do. If not, we end up staying in a, a kind of a, a pattern of being unhappy with something, complaining about it, but really doing nothing about change. So this time of year is a very reflective time for me, and it's it's always has been. I've always used the last few days in, in the year to just spend some time thinking about what was the big learning of whatever year it was. And I've been doing this now since about 1998. So it's a, long, a lot of times I've done this now. And every year, no matter how um, good, bad or indifferent that year was, there was always some major learning in it. There was always something I could take out and think, ah, maybe didn't see that as the year was unfolding, but now I get to the end of it and I'm looking back, I can see how that was a very good thing that happened now that was a very informative thing that happened so i've said this before in other podcasts we have experienced as a, as a society um sort of here in the uk and, and globally we've experienced covid19 this year which i think has been an experience that none of us could have seen coming you know we didn't see this midway through 90 or 2019 we didn't really see this as we got to december last year it was there maybe was a bit of a a kind of a talk about it, but you know, it, certainly for me, it was almost one of them things that we hear of these flus and infections coming from kind of the 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 China area on a regular basis. Swine flu, bird flu, COVID, it's just another one of them. You know, it, it it'll disappear. It clearly didn't. So I think this year we've all been forced to live in a different way, and I think that certainly for me, a lot of good things have come out of that. Um, I know that the Christmas we've had this year probably isn't the Christmas most people are used to. You know, we we'd had plans to to have um, a family gathering this year. There was we always have a family gathering. We kind of go one day of or through Christmas to see my mum, and my sister, so kind of my side of the family. 
And then this year, we we're going to have Sue's side of the family around for Christmas lunch. So there going to be 18 people here for Christmas lunch. It ended up there was three of us. There was me and Sue and her mother. So it was a very different Christmas to what we planned. And we didn't go to see my mother as mass, like I'd normally take my kids to see the grandma and, you know, we'd have a bit of a kind of gathering there. We had a visit to my mother, but it was a much smaller visit, literally just to drop gifts off. So we didn't want to kind of visit her in his normal way for, for obvious reasons. She's knocking on, she's not in the best of health. Um, so we didn't want to kind of run any risks with that. But actually, I found this year very relaxing. I found this Christmas very meaningful. It was it was it was almost like the Christmases of old. I don't want to sound like one of them old men that kind of looks back and say, when I were a lad, Christmas were different. Uh, the fact is, it was different. and It wasn't the commercialised um, festival it is now. So this kind of took me back a little bit to kind of Christmases of the kind of late 70s, early 80s. And I quite enjoyed the kind of different pace this year. We still had some lovely food and we still experienced some very festive things but not to the kind of high-octane level they have been in, in previous years. So, like I said, this is a good time of year for reflection. I was mindful when I started doing this podcast that I thought, well, you know, this doesn't have a lot of kind of um, relevance after after Christmas. You know, if, if, if you listen to this in June 2021, you know, you're going to think, well, what's this about Christmas in June? The message in this podcast, I think, has got relevance all year round because it's to do with something that's, a really important factor for all us human beings and it's change you know we all we all we all face times when change is either forced upon us or we are required to change because we're not happy somewhere and i do believe that having regular time to reflect is something that we should be doing all year round so if you are listening to this in june you know this reflective time i'm talking about is something you can take any time and certainly for me, I have to say I've got into a practice now of probably having one day a month where I have a much more reflective day. Because leave something to the end of the year, leave something to change until the new year. You know, you can go, you can be having something happening in your life that you're not happy with for a long period of time if you leave it to those kind of milestones. You know, you might say, well, I'll change it on my birthday. I'll wait till Christmas is over and it's a new year. I'll wait till after the summer holidays or I'll do it at Easter. You can change any time you like, any day, any time throughout the year. And this is something I massively encourage. There's always a, a very good determining factor as to whether you need to change something. And it's a simple question you have to ask yourself if you, around a situation. Am I happy with this? Um, or could I be happier with this? You know, you might be okay with it in case you're not unhappy, but are you happy with this? Because without trying to sound kind of a bit wussy and a little bit kind of flowery here, I believe we are meant to live lives that, that are happy. You know, we have a purpose on earth and that purpose is to live and enjoy this experience we call life. You know, without trying to sound kind of melodramatic and a bit morose, none of us live forever. You know, you are here for a very, very short period of time. So it behooves you while we are here to enjoy yourself, to get the best out of life, to get the juice out of it. And I believe that is our kind of purpose you know there are books to talk about what's your purpose in life i think your purpose in life is to be happy because when you're happy when you're content when you're living a life which is majority of the time joyful and happy you become a much a much more useful individual to society so change does have to happen because there are times when we find ourselves sometimes through no fault of our own we might think in a position that we're not happy with what do we do 
Now, some people, they will just sit in that unhappiness and, and, and sit in it for a long period of time, become fed up, become miserable. Other people recognise they're not happy and do something about it. And then there's a, the majority of people kind of somewhere in the middle. They maybe sit with things they're unhappy with too long, but they'll change eventually. So that's why this time of year, whenever you're listening to it, but if we, I'm talking specifically about this kind of last week in December, people start to look ahead to what they want to do different in 2021. So the, the famous New Year's resolutions appear. There are many resolutions you could have. Let's be fair. You could have the resolution to want to spend more time with your family next year. You could have resolutions to get a new job, maybe start a business, you know, take up a new hobby. There can be lots of resolutions. But the two biggest kind of areas for resolutions do tend to fall into things that are to do with our physical body. So they tend to be getting into a fitness regime or losing weight. And these are the two which are massively famous, let's be fair. You know, if, if you're listening to this and you're of a certain age, saying if you're in, you, you know, you're, you're in midlife, if you're like anything above 40, I am sure you've set out some New Year day somewhere online saying, I will get fitter this year or I will lose that weight. I've got extra this year. So it's very popular. I want to talk about these two things because everything you want to do in life requires energy, you know? Whether that's, you want to be a great mum, a great dad, you want to be um, a good employee, you want to run a business and you want to be successful, you want to have a great relationship, you, you want to travel, enjoy your life. Everything we do takes energy. Even sat listening to this, you could be sat listening to this on your couch, laid in bed listening to this, I don't know where you're listening to this, but you require energy to do this. You know, Even if we never move a muscle all day, our brain is working, that requires energy. So the one thing I think people massively underestimate is how your physical body, how your energy levels in your physical body affect the quality of your life. And I've seen this a lot when I was in business and I, I continue to see it because although I'm probably not as active in business as, as, as I was maybe five or six years ago, I still have a lot of connection with people that are business people, entrepreneurs. I tend to watch that kind of stuff, listen to that kind of stuff. It's amazing how many people set off on a new venture wanting big change in the business, yet don't take care of the physical body. And I don't need to ask them because I can see, you know, I can look at somebody and tell you whether they've got good physical energy. Um, you just can, you know, you can look at people that are vibrant, that are full of energy, and you look at people that have got less energy. So if you're going to take on something that's significant in your life, you need energy to do it. You know, it's like spending time with your, with your kids. I mean, my kids are growing up now, you know, they're, um, the, the youngest is nearly 17, the eldest is nearly 20. But when you've got young children, spending time with them takes energy. You know, you can't run around the park with your kids and enjoy that fun with your children if you can't physically do those things because your body's not in good shape. Which is why I think, come New Year, most people recognise, I'm, I'm struggling with my physical energy, I'm carrying too much weight, I want to do something about it. So then the famous resolution starts, January the 1st, that's it, we're going to get into it. Gym memberships rock it. You know, the people signing up for things like Weight Watchers, Slimming World, weight loss programs, you know, they start to rock it. And then something becomes really obvious. That first two weeks of January, you know, I visit a gym. I can guarantee now the gym is relatively quiet at the moment. But come the first two weeks in January, it's rammed every morning. It's rammed because people have got the best intentions. You know, they want a change. You know, let's get into this. They go, you know, 
health related attic and the same with the diet you know you start waking up January the 1st and all of a sudden all the chocolate gets put away you're not going to eat any more rubbish there'll be no more takeaways and come mid-January by that time most people are starting to wane a bit the motivation's gone you know it's starting to prove that it's, it's difficult it's hard I'm not enjoying it you know they might scrape their way through to the end of January maybe even mid-February but generally by mid-February most people's New Year resolutions I sat there in tatters, you know, all them kind of big ideas, all them things you wanted to change disappeared because it was too hard. I want to talk today about a different way, something I think that I think is more effective, certainly something that's worked for me. Firstly, if you want to change something in your life because you're not happy, that's a good thing. But you need to reflect on what you're not happy about. What is it that you're not happy about in that circumstance? And it's not a really simple question to answer. Because I could say to you, what you're not happy, let's say you're not happy with your job. I'm not happy with my job. Why? I'm just not happy with it. And people won't push that anymore. Well, what are you not happy about? Why don't I like my boss? Okay, well, what don't you like about your boss? Well, he's always on my back. Okay. You have to go deeper. What is it you're not happy about with the job? Okay, you don't like your boss. What about your boss? Well, he's, he's always going to make us I'm too slow. You know, or I'm, you know, he gives me work I don't like doing. Oh, well, he's always shouting and bawling. Right, and you want to get a new job because you don't like that. Right, so you go looking for a new job, but you've got to be specific. What is it you don't like about the job you've got? And in your new job, what are you looking for? So you don't like your boss because he's shouting and bawling, because your jobs you don't want to do. And okay, so what jobs would you like to do? How would your new, like your new boss to behave about you, with you? Within this circumstance in your work at the moment, what part are you playing in that? Why is your boss shouting at you all? Because if he's shouting at you and you're doing a good job, that's a bit unreasonable. And I do know there are unreasonable bosses. I've worked for unreasonable bosses myself. But, you know, what are you doing? Are you putting your all in there? Are you doing enough to develop yourself at work? You need to have this brutally honest conversation with yourself and this reflective time to decide what you're not happy about, what you want it to be like going forward, and what part you're currently playing in this drama that you might want to change. So that's why the reflection time is important. Now, this is good this time of year, but you can do this any time of year you want. The minute you're unhappy with something, because like I say, your reason for being here is to be happy. The minute you start to feel unhappy about something or unfulfilled, it is time to question what you're doing and maybe change how you're doing it or change it full stop. So sometimes if, if a new job is what you think you want, maybe, just maybe, by changing the attitude towards the job you've got, you may not need the new job. If you start to recognise what you're unhappy with about and whether you can play some part in changing that. So... Before you change anything, you've got to have a really understand exactly what it is you want to change, how you want to change it, and then why you want to change it. Why is it important to you that you have a fulfilled job? Why is it important to you that you get on with your boss? Why is it important to you that you're fit and healthy? Why is it important to you that you lose that weight? Not just saying it because it sounds like, you know, you might think, well, I could do to lose the weight. I could do to lose the weight. That's not a motivating factor. That's not going to keep you going when it gets tough. You need to have something that's a big why. So they're saying, well, you know, I look bad in these jeans. What about saying I'd, I'd feel fantastic if I had more energy and I'd look fantastic when I was on the beach. I'd feel good about myself. It'd boost my self-esteem. You've got to have a big why for doing something is what I'm saying. Now, those of you that are not new to my podcast and new to my work know that I'm big into this. You've got to have a big why. Your why is absolutely vital. And the why comes from reflecting on where you are now, where you want to be and why that's important to you will come out of that. But it's got to be a really big why. The next thing is, once you know the why, you've got to look at 
really specifically what the changes you want to make. So if you do want to get fitter, how do you measure that? How do you measure what? It, how, how do you measure how fitter you are? You know, what is that? How do you measure it? Could it be that, well, I'll know I'm fitter when I can run 30 minutes without stopping. I'll know I'm fitter when I can swim 20 lengths of a pool. I'll know I'm fitter when I can, I don't know, um, I can cycle for 30 miles. Whatever you're choosing to get fitter with, there needs to be a way of marking that and recognising where you are now. This is my level of fitness now, and this is where I want to be. There has to be a point that you say, I've achieved that. So it has to be a goal. The, the way you, you often say in, in this kind of coaching world, you might hear is smart goals. They've got to be specific, measurable, um, achievable, and timed, you know, realistic and timed, that's smart. You have to know what it will look like and what the end result is that you will class as success in that achieving anything. Same with, specifically with weight loss, that's really got to be specific. What weight do you want to be? You've got to have a target weight. Target weight when you're losing weight is so essential. Not just losing weight. Because you can say, I want to lose some weight this year. Well, what if that, yeah, you've lost a pound, well done. But I need to lose two stone. Right, that's more specific. So you've got to have these specifics. And then you've got two points of reference. Where you are now, where you want to be, and then the bridge in between, there's this gap in between, this little journey in between, the, the point to get to where you want to be. And the why will keep you on that track. The other thing I'm, I'm a big believer in is not having a 12-month goal as such. I think you might have a 12-month focus on where you want to be in 12 months, that's fine, but it needs to be broken down into much smaller bite-sized chunks. So for me, the, the optimum time to do anything and have a goal is 30 days because it's roughly a month. So if you start the 1st of January, you could do 12 things. You could have 12 mini goals that would add up to something quite significant at the end of the year. I guarantee this, if you take on 30-day challenges and do 12 of them, you will go much further, much faster than taking on one 12-month goal because you have to break it down anyway into monthly actions, weekly actions, daily actions, and that's much more manageable when you're dealing with um, we're dealing with 30 days rather than you're dealing with 365 days. So make sure you're breaking this down into 12 months. The other thing about any kind of change is one of the worst most ineffective ways to do anything is willpower. I need to tell you about this. The willpower is a poor thing. Willpower can be used when something gets tough. And things do get tough. This is something you have to understand. Everything gets tough if it's meaningful to you. It's going to get tough. It's going to get difficult. But don't be put off by that. That's part of the process. So if something's difficult, it doesn't mean to say you're doing it wrong. It just means that that's part, part of the course. If things become too difficult, sometimes you need sort of willpower to push you through. I'm looking outside this morning and it snowed. Yeah, we don't snow very often here in Wakefield. It snowed last night, woke up this morning, very nice. And uh, you almost think it would have been nice if it were Christmas Day, this one, a white Christmas, but it wasn't. Today it snowed. So today, let's assume you wanted to go out running today. Uh, you might not want to go out. It's cold, it's wet, it's slippy. And you might have a lot of reasons for not going out. That's when you kick willpower in. Willpower might get you out of the door today, but it won't get you out of the door every day. So the, that's why your why is important and understanding that this is part of the process. So maybe today, yes, you can't run like you'd want to run, but you can still get out. You can still probably cover some distance. You can still go to the gym. You can still make the right choices. But when you can use willpower periodically, when things, when, when you're kind of maybe not always there, sometimes things gets in the way of your goals. Let me tell you this. You might have a lot going on. You might be a bit distracted. You might be a little bit tired. And then our kind of want to do something, our desire to do something, our motivation can, can wane. That's when we throw willpower in. But you can only use it every now and again. It's like almost like um, 
a rocket burst, if you like. You know, a rocket sets off and it sets off to, to, to space and there's that huge surge of energy. That's 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 kind of like willpower. It gives you a big burst very fast. But you can't burn them engines like that forever. You know, you run out of fuel. But occasionally it's good. But it's, it's a poor strategy to say, I'm going to use willpower all year to do this. What will drive you on, the inspiration, the motivation will come from your big why. Remember this, so important. As long as your why is big enough, you'll do any kind of what to get where you want to be. But break it down. If it feels too hard, think, hang on, have I got this realistic? I've set myself 30 days to do this and it's feeling too tough. You know, I'm maybe break it down. Especially if you look at weight loss. Don't try to lose. If you, let's say, two stone, you want to lose two stone. Don't try to lose a stone in a month. That's awful difficult to do. But say, break it down. So if all of a sudden you're feeling way too hungry, you've got no energy, but you're losing the weight, you're not going to keep up with that. You, you, that's not sustainable. Make it smaller, chunk it down smaller. Say, well, actually, maybe I've just over-egged this a bit. Maybe I can't lose a stone in a month. Maybe it's got to be a stone over three months. More realistic. Like I said, smart goals. They've got to be specific, measurable, actionable, realistic and timed. You maybe just didn't get it realistic. And sometimes we don't know they're unrealistic until we start doing them. Um, last year, I had this decision to run um, a thousand miles. So I started running every single day. And for a lot of the year, I did that. I have to say, I will not be doing that this year. It wasn't realistic because what I found is by going out and running um, every day and pushing every day, after about a week, two weeks, I started to have a real problem with me muscles and my energy. I wasn't giving myself any rest time. So yes, you can go out every day and you, I could have walked some days, which is what I ended up doing. But running every day was not realistic. But I didn't know it at the time because I'd never tried this before. So what you're going to find as you go along this path to change anything, whether that's at New Year or any time of the year, you're going to find times when maybe what you thought it was going to be like wasn't realistic. So be be willing to change it. Don't change the destination, but change the maybe the method of getting there and maybe the time. So that's why having 30-day challenges, I think, work because you, you allow yourself focus for a month this is the month the 30 days and it don't have to be the start of the month you could start anytime you like i'm going to talk about it in a little bit actually about starting whenever you want but let's just assume you start the first of the month by having a 30-day program a 30-day thing you just got to focus it for 30 days on a specific element of what's going to get you where you want to be i like that because it's quite exciting as well when the month starts it's like a new focus so for me we're into january um, I've got a focus this year in 2021, going forward in 2021, of creating more online content. I want to, I want to, I decided I want to go all in on online courses. I think they're the future. I think what I've learned this year, reflecting, is I've done a lot more learning online. I've bought a lot more courses. And I think people are more open to online learning now. So I think this is a time for me to, to utilize that surge of people using more online stuff uh, to, to make some courses. So I'm doing that. So my focus in January. Um, is going to be creating a course a week. There's four weeks in January. I want to do a course a week. These will be small, short courses, but that's my intention. And it's also my intention to stick with doing a podcast a week, which is kind of what I've done loosely through um, through 2020. I think 2021 needs to be more specific. Um, and I want to do one every single week, where in 2020 I did miss a few weeks. So that's kind of like my theme is to create some content and do four podcasts. That's it. So I've got kind of a 30-day plan already coming together. It involves making sure that if I'm doing one a week, I want the videos recorded by Wednesday. So I've got Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday to record the videos. And I've got Thursday, Friday to edit them. Because what we can do, even on a 30-day goal, or even certainly worse on a, on a longer-term goal, 
we can think it sounds easy, so we don't really get into it until halfway through the month, or we don't really start getting into that resolution until further on the year, because we think, we've got all this time. Don't, it'll make the illusion that time, because there's a lot of it, you think you can take it easy. Go hard from the start, get it done right. But hard within a reason. Don't burn yourself out. Just go at a level that's consistent and sustainable. So this is why 30-day challenges work for me. Set yourself up, walk you in 30 days, and along the way, what does that look like week one, week two, week three, week four, and then break it down. What does that look like on day one of week one? So for me, day one of week one is today, create more content, right? Podcast, my podcast is getting done today. I know we're doing podcasts on a Wednesday. Well, I wanted to do it now. And now I'm going to talk about why I've done it now. When you make a decision to change, the time between deciding to change and taking your first action towards that change should be as short as possible. I personally believe it should be immediately. Because you make a decision to change, you reflect on it. Yes, that's why I want to change it. You write it down. It must be written down, even if it's just on a bit of paper. But I'm going to talk about this. This year, I've decided to go more digital. I'm, I'm starting to write all my goals now down online. I've got an, an online document I use. You can use Google um, Documents. You can use, um, if you've got Apple, I use, um, what is it? I'm using the um, Word. It's not, it's not Word, is it? What's it called? Pages. And then I keep that document online. I've decided to go electronic this year because every year for the past many years, I've always got a new diary, made it written by hand. Um, I start off drafting them by hand, but then I want to record them somewhere online. So you've got to write it down, is what I'm saying. Whether it's written down by hand to start with, then onto digital, that works. Um, I'll try it straight onto digital. I, I used to not, kind of knock this idea, but I've tried some stuff recently which has, which has given me a different view on this. I think it can be just as effective as long as it's written down so you can physically see it. So electronic or by hand in a book. Write down what you want, why you want it. That's the basis of your goal. Then immediately look at the action steps. As part of your goal planning, should be to write, what are the initial steps I can take to start to move me towards this goal? And take some of those steps. So this morning in my time of reflection, I thought, right, I'm going to do four courses in, in, in January. Um, I'm going to do a podcast a week. Right, well, do, you, do your podcast today. Right, good. What should I talk about? Talk about this. Talk about making change. See how it fits in. I had a decision this morning at 7.30, 8 o'clock. By 10 o'clock, I'm recording the podcast. That's how it works. You've got to get straight into it. Because what you're doing is you're saying, yes, this decision is important. I've got a big enough why for doing it. And I'm going to get right into it straight away. But you start into it. Get into it. So if you made a decision, you're going to start eating healthier. First decision, right, what? Instead of saying, right, I'm going to cut all the sweets to a full stop now. No, just say, right, today I'm going to just drop a couple of things. I might not have that biscuit with my cup of tea. I'll tell you what, I won't have that packet of crisps. Just do something today towards that goal will get you to start to roll towards it. You're trying to build up momentum here, not go from, you know, zero or hero, what is it? Zero to hero over in, in one day. It won't happen. You've got to build up to it. If you made the decision you're going to start a running regime, go to the gym. Just go out, do a really general run, maybe even a walk. Go to the gym and just have half an hour there, not the full hour. But do something as close to making the decision to change as possible. Because it does two things. One is it shows you, yourself, your subconscious, that you're bloody serious about this. So many people say they want something. Oh, I want to improve my business. This year's going to be a great year. I'm going to really make my business work this year. I'm going to make... But they don't take any action towards it. They do the same shit they've been doing for the previous years and then we'll end up with another year doing the same, getting the same results. Do the thing with resolutions, changes, making decisions to change, having these 30-day programs. 
there can be a lot of excitement about getting ready for them. You know, one of the most, I've certainly found it over the years, one of the best things when you decide you're going to get into physical shape, you might think, I need some equipment. And you go out and you spend all this time getting excited about the equipment. But you know that what's coming is stuff that you're not, you, you, you're going to find, I'm not, I'm not going to be that comfortable with that bit. So like, you know, it's okay to buy the trainers, get the gear, iron the, the tracksuit, you know, all that. But then you know at some point you're going to have to throw your feet on the pavement and start to sweat. People do this in business a lot. People talk about change and they get on top of stuff and they do all this little stuff in the world of business. So if you listen to this to your business person, you might fall into this. We can spend little hours on social media, putting a bit of a post on there. Let's get some on Instagram. Let's do something on LinkedIn. You know, maybe we'll maybe we'll do something else and we'll, we'll try this on, I don't know, Twitter. And we'll plan this and we'll plan that. When you know that if you're in business, if you have a company of any description, the one most important thing you need to be doing is selling your shit. You need to be knocking on doors. You need to be picking up telephones. You need to be having something. No, but I'm going to do an, an online advert. This is just another excuse for not doing what you know is the most effective way to get any business, which is to ask somebody, do you want to buy this? Do you want this service? Can I help you in some way? So be careful you're not spending time and getting excited about the getting ready for something without actually physically doing it. Recognize within your change process, whether that's something that's 30 days or one year, whatever it is, recognize what are the bits that you are going to find most difficult? What have you got most resistance about? Because there's a, a bit of a rule of thumb here, which I find to be true. The bit you're putting off is the bit you should absolutely be doing. So for instance, me this year, I know that I need to be selling some of my time and I need to be selling some of my courses. So at some point, I've got to be asking somebody, do you want a, some mentoring done? Would you like me to deliver this to your company, your school, whatever it is? You know, I've got to start asking more questions that are salesy. I also need to be starting to use online advertising. Clearly, that's going to be something I'll be doing this year. But I know that my my, my kind of, um, the one thing that I'm more resistant to is going out there and basically networking, um, ringing people up, sending emails, all that kind of stuff is the bit that I'm most reluctant about. And that's the bit I know I should be doing. So it's a good thing is this, within anything you're looking at doing now, whether it's personally or professionally, what have you got most resistance about? What are you not looking forward to doing? And that's the bit you should be doing more of. One thing I um, learned when I was... Um, going through a bit of a weight loss process myself this year. I lost a stone um, from mid-November to the start of Christmas, and that was intentional. It's not that I was poorly or anything. Um, I just wanted to be at, at a weight which I'm comfortable with. It's 11 and a half stone. I find that's most effective for me. It's when I'm at my physical best. I feel I've got a lot of energy at that weight. Anything below that, I feel a bit under underweight. Anything above that, I start to feel a bit sluggish. So I set myself a target to get to that. Because I know what I've done is through early November, certainly from mid-October, um, I did not done as much exercise. I'd eaten a bit looser and I was getting back, drifting back in very slowly to eating a few more biscuits, a bit of chocolate, you know, stuff I shouldn't be eating. So when I started this decision, I took on like a 30-day program from, it was actually from about the, the, I think it was the 10th, 9th actually, the 9th of November. I took on this 30-day challenge to get my weight down to 11.5 from what was 12.4. So I had to lose the best part of the stone. Right. I did all the planning. I got my reason for why for doing it. I knew it all. And I knew the bit that I was most reluctant to was to to, to clear out the cupboards of rubbish. I've got a bit of a thing going this year for custard creams. Do you believe that? Through lockdown, for reasons I'm not sure, I used to buy packets of custard creams. Tesco's custard creams are delicious. I used to have them in a box and I'd have a couple of three a day. And I realised, you know, 
you start off doing things, you, you know, you, you're not doing it every day until you are doing it every day, if you know what I mean. You sort of drift into it. And then I started doing things like putting jam on them. And I realized that I was taking in maybe 100 calories in this bloody custard cream with peanut butter and, and jam on it. And you know, it became this kind of ridiculous sugar fest. I knew the most uncomfortable thing was stopping the sugar. I knew that's where my biggest point of weakness was going to be because I do like sweet stuff. I can, you know, you see me eat a lot of crisps. I don't tend to eat a lot of savoury rubbish, um, junk food, but sweet stuff like that, the custard creams, you know, digestive biscuit. Anyway, I knew that's the one thing I was sort of saying, I'll cut, I knew that was going to be my, my the thing I should be doing straight away because it's the one I was most resistant to giving up because it's easy enough to say, well, I won't eat breakfast, you know, or I'll, I'll stop eating less potatoes. I won't have as many rice. When I have my Indian food and I cook my japatis, I won't have two japatis. I'll, I'll just have two, not four. That's easy. But the bit I didn't want to give up was the sugar. It's the bit that I didn't want to give up the custard creams. I loved my custard creams, but I knew because I had resistance to it, I knew it's the one thing I needed to be doing. It's the one thing I was most uncomfortable about. So what I am saying is, when you make your plans, whether the 30 days or whatever they are, the bit you're most uncomfortable about is the bit you know you need to do. So I'll, I'm going to mention this again because I do know people that listen to this are business people and I'm kind of saying this to you, um, is you need to be selling. If you're not selling, you ain't got a business. You know, you wait for people to knock on your door, you're going to wait a long, long time. So I know that's something I have to overcome this year. It's one of my kind of bits of resistance is how do I get to speak to more people and ask that question, do you want to buy some of what I've got to sell? So recognise the bits that you're uncomfortable with, the, the bits you should be doing. But don't wait until New Year, because what, again, something people do, and this doesn't just happen on New Year, this happens when anybody decides to make a change and leaves the decision to change and then bringing in the thing to do to change it. When they leave a gap, there's a something that can happen, and it's called the last hurrah. Um, I've talked many times in my podcast about my um, drink problem back in the 90s, and I went to rehab, and in rehab, um, I got the opportunity to work there. And one thing that always used to happen when people booked into rehab, they'd always have one final piss up. They'd, they'd, they'd end up coming in generally in a right state because for some reason, they knew they were going to rehab on the on the Friday. This is now the Monday. They spend the next four days just hammering it. In some cases, I remember having to kind of wheel people into that rehab centre in a wheelbarrow because they were that drunk. They always try to get one last hurrahing. People do it at Christmas when they're thinking about, the, they already know they need to lose weight in December, January, you know, October, November, they already know they need to lose weight. But they say, I'll do it in the new year, I'm going to have a right good Christmas, eat what I want, do what I want, one last hurrah. You know, all that does is take you further away from where you want to be. You know, I recognise I want to lose some weight and when I was 12 stone 4, and I thought, I'll just have a, I'll, I'll do this next week. I'll have a right good week on the food. Then I recognised, I thought, do you know what you're going to do? Is you're going to eat like a, a silly sod for two days, put another three or four pounds, then instead of being at 12.4, getting to 11.5, you're going to be at 12.8, going to 11.5. You're getting further away. Avoid the big hurrah. If you want to make a change, changing and bringing them changes in and doing something, I want to change it, know why, and then take immediate action. Stops having that period there because you can slip a long way in a short period of time. So you must get onto it straight away. Don't have the last hurrah. And change when you want to change. Are you happy? That's all I want you to, to think about listening to this today. Are you happy? With it? Is there some area of your life you could be happier with? And if you're not happy, change it. And like I've said, again, I've said this many times, but I'm going to say it because repetition is important. Wherever you are right now, personally or professionally, every aspect of your life is where it is because of the choices that you made 
and the actions that you fell, followed through on. Now, we can blame everybody else. You know, yes, we can start to look at what's happened this year with COVID and many businesses have been hit by this hard and some businesses will not reopen. That's just a statement of fact. Some people's businesses, you're bankrupt already, you don't even know it because times are changing. This happens not in COVID, it happens before COVID. People went on doing the same stuff, generally getting the, not happy with something, it's not working, but didn't make the changes. You are where you are because of the choices you made. You can say it was COVID. You can say it was the, the, the market at the time. You can say that, you know, this happened, that happened. But the truth is you had a, an option to deal with everything that comes up in a different way and it would have had a different result. So don't whinge and wail about where you are. Be mindful you're happy about it. Don't beat yourself up saying it's all my fault. I'm not saying it in that way. I'm just saying, remember, you are responsible for where you are right now. If you're not happy where you are, make some changes and try something else. What you try might not work, but if that doesn't work, try something else. Your purpose is to become happier. You'll become happier when you're doing things well. You know, I've had the blessings of running a business that I was very happy for a period of time running because it was running very well. I knew it was, a, it was good. When you're not happy, change it. If it is happy, do more of that. Until what you're doing, think, oh, that's not working anymore. We have to be very fluid with change. We have to be very fluid with recognising when things start to slip. That is why people end up putting the weight on. I put all that weight on over lockdown because bit by bit, I had a few extra sweet things. Bit by bit, I just knocked me running down a couple of times. And in, in literally in six, eight, six weeks, really, I'd put on all that weight, you know, nearly a stone of weight. And I'm not a big lad. But I had to recognise that you have to be constantly realising, am I happy with this? When I became unhappy enough about the way and the way my body was looking, I did something about it. Made a decision, looked at the plan, come up with a good reason for doing it, I have a big why, and then took immediate action. Just to finish up on that, the, uh, I ended up putting the um, custard creams in the bin. Um, it uh, hurt me to do it, and I would be lying if I said I didn't have a couple as I threw them in the bin. I did have a couple before, I th but I, I threw them away. Because I knew they had to go, and he wasn't comfortable with it. You've got to take immediate action. I recognised that the only reason I put the weight in is because of the decisions and the actions I had taken, so I was comfortable with that. It's about being responsible for yourself, your actions. So do the stuff you don't want to be doing, um, that you don't feel you want to do. Do that first. We can all do the easy stuff. You know, it's like me doing this podcast this morning. Um, I recognised that you know I wanted to get, get off bouncing on the right foot, get this done today great it'll be the last podcast of 2020 i've got um courses to write and i'm on with that already i started doing that last night i started to draft out a couple of courses the minute i made the decision that's what this month was going to be about the 30 days it's a bit more actually because i'm starting now so it's really 30 days plus two so it's like 30 32 days there you go 30 plus two i had to work that out in my head change is important when you're not happy with something change it Keep changing until you find the right way of doing it. The other thing about anything you take on, whether you take on a 30-day challenge or longer, try to get people that will keep you accountable. Um, I'm doing some work this year with a couple of people and I'm going to keep them accountable through through this next 12 months. That's gonna, It's almost like the year for me has a theme. It's not a, a goal as such. It's just a theme. That My theme for 2021 is a year of discipline. How do you become more disciplined, more focused? I think this is an area that I would like to explore as to how, how far I could take that. So find someone that's going to keep you accountable. And not someone who's going to say, yeah, it's okay. It might be okay for us to do something wrong a couple of times, not quite keep to the mark we set ourselves. But you don't want someone that's going to just hold you in that place and every time you do something bad, just pat your head and say it's okay. You want someone to challenge you, say, well, why have you done this again? You said you weren't going to do this. 
You said you weren't going to buy any more custard creams, Gareth. Why are the custard creams in the house? Let's throw them away now. There'll be no more custard creams. But whatever it is, find someone to hold you accountable. You know, this year I'm going to be promoting certainly my um, services more this year. And one of the things that I am here to do, should anybody want it, is I'm here to mentor. You know, I'm here to keep you accountable. I can find a way to do that for you. And whether that's through the programs I'm going to, the online programs I'm going to put together or whether it's working with the one-to-one, you need accountability. And if it's not me, find somebody. But don't just find your best friend who's always going to make you feel good even when you know you're fucking up. You've got to make sure that somebody's going to hold you accountable and ask you the difficult questions. Because asking those difficult questions, listening to them answers without getting upset, they're how we grow. Somebody's going to push you and keep you on, on track. Really, really important. Um... I'm going to just mention again something about business here. Um, if you start something new in business, and it's a new project, a new idea, um, find people that are going to be critical of what you're doing. You need to find someone that's going to be critique in, in a much more effective way. Don't ask people. I, I'm, I'm going to say this, and I don't want to, I don't offend anybody saying this, but I want, I'm going to say it anyway. When you surround yourself with a group of people that are all there to support each other on a journey, Sometimes we don't understand what support is. It's not just about saying nice things to people. That can actually be very, very destructive and disruptive. Destructive and disruptive. It's destructive because it can take you down a path you don't want to be. And it's um, disruptive, disruptive, because it's techy, It's making you do something that's really got no effect for you. So don't listen to, you know... I'm, I'm a member of a few online groups and they're all very supportive, but there's times when people say something that I think, whoa, 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 why are you saying that? That's completely the wrong direction for you to be going. Be, help, surround yourself with people that you that can that are going to push you. Find people that you're comfortable taking criticism for. Because if you don't, if you don't want to take criticism, if you don't want to take anybody giving you feedback, you're going to have a hard line, personally or professionally. You know, if somebody's going to push you with your physical goals, make sure they are keeping you accountable to go into that gym. Make sure they keep you accountable to, did you lose that two pounds this week you were going to lose? Did you go out running three times this week? You've got to be held accountable because we will drift back if we're not careful into doing things that are, are, that are easier because we're naturally built that way. That's how humans are. We will always find the easiest, more effective way to anything. That's why we're an effective race, the human beings. We always find the most effective, easiest way of doing it, if you like. But sometimes easiest is not the best. You want somebody who's going to push you. So get your goals. Decide what you want to change. Write them down. Make sure you've got a big why. Make sure you know where you're going and you've got a time to it. Make sure you take action straight away. Make sure you've got somebody who's going to keep you accountable. And make sure you're changing when you're unhappy. Not just because it's the 1st of January, because it's your birthday, because it's, you know, the start of summer. Change when you are unhappy. That's the barometer. Are you happy with this thing? Are you 100% happy with this thing? No, right, it needs to change. Don't wait for it to be, I'm slightly happy with it, into, I'm not happy with it at all, into, I'm really upset with it, into, I'm very sad with it. It just, that's what happens. I can tell you now, you start off and if you recognise when you're just unhappy, if you allow that action and behaviour to continue, that just being unhappy, you'll become unhappy, very unhappy, completely pissed off with yourself. It doesn't need to be that way. If you recognise, I'm not happy, I want to change it, change it immediately. Anyway, that's my last podcast of 2020. And for those who've listened this year, I really do appreciate your, your support. Um, I do enjoy doing these. I do intend, like I said a little bit earlier on, I tend to keep doing these once a week. There will be a podcast once a week. I may even get to doing it and putting it out every day, but at the moment I'm not quite clear what day it wants to be yet. 
But thank you for your support. I have appreciated it, and I have appreciated the kind of um, feedback I've had from some people. And clearly this year the listenership has gone up, so I'm doing something right. So thank you anyway. Um, good luck whatever you do in 2021. If you listen to this after 2021, I hope you you know you started the year off well. If you haven't, no matter how unhappy you are right now, change it. Start. I hope that's come across today. You don't have to wait for a specific time to change. Change you want to change. Thank you once again. And uh, until the next podcast, take care.